Hey y'all, and welcome to a new series of Yappin' With Us. Today, we'll be discussing The Bone Witch by Rin Chapeco, which is the first book in her Bone Witch trilogy. I really hope that I said their name right. Did I? Yeah. I don't know, but it was a valiant effort if it was incorrect. <laughs> All right, so jumping right into the plot synopsis, which was really hard to write, and I will tell you guys why later, but... Uh, Taya has always been just a normal girl living with her many siblings in a small town. Her family was a respectable one with two of her elder sisters being witches that were knowledgeable in like reading auras and herbal remedies. They can also perform the heartstone ritual where empty glass hearts are worn on a string as necklaces and are filled with the color which represents people's mood or if they possess any magical abilities. So a ritual that's performed typically when a person turns 13. Taya's life changed when her most beloved brother, Fox, was killed by a horrifying monster created by the false prince, and Taya takes the loss so hard that she accidentally raises him from the dead. Taya is too young to have a heartstone, but when the fearsome and powerful Lady Michaela senses the dark magic Taya uses to raise Fox from his grave, all is revealed. Her heartstone is a swirling silver. This means that Taya is an Asha, someone who can wield magic, but she isn't just any regular Asha, she's a dark Asha, also known as a bone witch. She can wield only the dark runes and is one of only two dark Asha left who can control the monstrous beasts that rise every couple years to terrorize villages and they're called the Deva. I'm so sorry, that's probably not how you say it, but it's spelt like D-A-E-V-A if anyone's curious. Um, this book follows Taya as she learns more about her powers and finds her way when thrust into the dark and powerful world of bone witches. And that's the Taya. She's <laughs> funny Stop. because her name is spelled T, like, so, so we laugh about that one. So, yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> we laugh about it, but really it's so sad because both Simran and I pronounced her name like T. T-E-E instead of Taya the whole time oh, and yeah. this is not like the author's fault at all this is solely because we lack brain cells and I may accidentally call her T throughout this because that's just how I read it yeah you know I mean that's fine her name is spelled T it's literally spelled T so I don't blame you for pronouncing it as it's spelled okay so jumping right into things kind of I really love this book, but I have, like, no thoughts about it. That's a mood, because this isn't really a book where you have lots of thoughts, and I don't even have thoughts on a daily basis. So trying to pull out thoughts for this, mm -mm, can't do it. <laughs> so, like, I had some thoughts before starting the book. Like, I thought that it was going to be a book about, like, Taya being a girl on the run because I thought that being like a dark Asha being a bone which was like a really horrible thing just probably probably because of necromancy and other books is always portrayed as something kind of more evil and not something that people want to do so I thought she would have been like on the run this whole time whereas in the book she's kind of swept up into like schooling and like household drama and you know like boys so <laughs> yeah I think the fact that she literally served that old lady, I totally, I'm blanking on her name right now. 
Oh, she's, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she served her as a servant for literally so long is so surprising to me because if you think about it, the world needs bone witches yeah to control the deva so like if i was a bone witch and i was being treated horribly i would be like well then just let a diva (laughs) eat you i will let the diva eat you like i'm just gonna go and you can all die um i also think that like oh i don't think that i don't really know if i truly understood what was happening with the world building because it was just so much and because of that i was lost a lot of the time but for whatever reason i was like really enjoying it i'm like oh yeah okay (laughs) Yeah, I, t- I totally get what you mean. Like, I know a lot of people because, as you know, I like to read reviews before doing our own little review, but a lot of people like DNF'd this book. A lot of people. And, like, I think what's important to understand that is this is the type of book that when you look on it on its own, like as its own book, it doesn't really have that much to offer because it's simply just world building. It's like an information pile up and it's kind of like a stepping stone for the rest of the trilogy. You know? I agree. Yeah. I do feel like if I had read this book when it was released, maybe I wouldn't have been like inclined to read the next books because imagine you have to wait a year for the next book and you don't even know what happened yeah like you know sometimes when people buy like the entire series at once I'm like oh my gosh that's so much but in this case I would definitely recommend getting the whole series just at once because reading the bone witch on its own like it it's not that it doesn't make sense it's just like it's not like a book book with action you know it's just like it's just world building If you don't like the concept, then don't buy all the books, you know, but like, if you enjoy the concept, I think the first book really builds on it. And the next books, I hope will have more action in them. Yeah, like that's why the plot synopsis was so hard. And it was so long anyways. And I left so much out because it was simply like, this is that this is that this place is this place, you know, stuff like that. I did really like how the book was written, though. Mm-hmm. like with um her basically she's telling her story to someone so you have things that are I think they're in present day and then the next chapter would launch into like her speaking in first person talking about the story yeah I think she's 15 present day in the bone witch and then she's 17 I'm gonna call them in her like future POVs yeah Oh, yeah. So the the chapters are each separated by like a little chunk of a future POV. And those really made the book for me. Like if those weren't there, this book would have been probably like a like a C. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I loved those future POVs because you kind of you get a kind of taste of what you're going to see in the next chapter because she's like. This, that's when I met my first two loves. And yeah, like, it made oh, you yeah. want to know what was going to happen. Because mm-hmm. like, if I had just been reading it, I'd be like, okay, whatever, you just met these two dudes, good for you. But the yeah. fact that she was telling the story and you know that going in there important, that, I don't know. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Um, But one thing about her future POVs, I read somewhere that like, she has what's known as special snowflake syndrome like especially in the future POVs I do think she is a special snowflake because well she's one of two dark Ashas or because the other ones keep dying right like didn't one get like eaten or am I making that up I know I I think someone did get eaten by the Deva I know someone did 
but and also Fox got killed by the Deva. But oh, right. um, yeah, I think it's kind of crazy how there's literally no bone witches, but people are so scared of bone witches. Like you, you should be grateful. You should be grateful that they're yeah. willing to not let you die. And you're treating them like garbage. Like, I don't see. I don't see the logic here. Yeah. So with the fact that she's one of two or one of few or whatever it is, I think that she she kind of is a special snowflake. Okay, her powers. Okay, her powers are special snowflake powers, but her herself, like no. But her powers make her a special snowflake. Whatever. Whatever, Simran. <laughs> I, Anyways, I really like disagreeing with Avika. Like. Even if I agree with what she actually says. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can probably tell by this, this podcast where I say something that makes total sense and you're like, mm, no. But anyways, moving on. I want to know how she gets to be so like anti-hero because in the future POVs, she really seems like she's about to start a whole war. <laughs> like she's badass. She's sure of herself. She knows a lot about her powers. And like, I'm holding out for that Taya in the notes I just wrote yes I am so excited (laughs) oh my gosh you can tell Simran has a lot of thoughts about this book lots of thoughts in general lots of thoughts in general yeah but like again there was so little action in this book that there wasn't a lot to go on so a big selling point for me was the actual writing itself which was like, it was super light and it was, it was fun. It was really well written in terms of like how the author described things. Normally when you get like an information dump for like a fantasy world, cough, cough, um, Crescent City, cough, cough, you get really bored. (laughs) But I didn't really get that bored in this. Oh my God, that was really boring. I don't, okay, this is really off topic, but so many people reread Crescent City so often. And I wonder, like, how do, like, okay, you've even reread it. Have yeah, you? I have. Like, okay, but um, do you skip the, the building and just go to the more action parts, or do you reread the whole thing? I skip the world building. I do this in a lot of high fantasy books because I feel like I just don't like it. I don't care. I'm so going to skip it. The thing for me is when I reread high fantasy books, which I don't I feel like is not that often because I feel like. I mostly reread Cassandra Clare books and I don't know if those are high fantasy. I think Definitely they're... not. Definitely not. Um, I just find that I understand the world better when I reread the world building that I did not fully grasp, grasp the first time. I guess it depends on the book. Like in terms of like Crescent City, I never do because it's just too boring and it's too awful. And but it's too it's long. Yeah, and it's long. But if it's something like Akatar, which I would say is high fantasy, then like I don't mind reading that world building at the at the beginning. Fair. Okay, let's go back to the book. So that plot twist, eh? Yeah. So that plot, <laughs> those plot twists. Uh, there's two. I mean, there might be more than two, but there's two that stuck out to me, mm-hmm. which would be like at the end where she's like, the boy I who like gave his life for me, whatever, and then it was Kalen. Yeah. I was like, what? Because the whole book, you see them kind of bickering, but I guess he's, he's her bee. He's her, her bae. They're in love. I can't, yeah, I know. Someone's giving me a look. I don't know how else to describe it, but also <laughs> Kana or Kana. Kana in Hindi means food. So I'm going to say Kana <laughs> uh, being like Anna. Aina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Her. 
her her yeah like the evil lady yeah Mm -hmm. um okay so the plot twists are really well done in my opinion especially like the kaylin not being cons (laughs) yeah can'ts can'ts cons how do you say i say can'ts okay so i'll say cons (laughs) um (laughs) i like when she first introduced Kaylin and Kant, she said that um, she was meeting like two of the boys that she loved or something. And I didn't really think much of it. And for whatever reason, like she and Kaylin were like fighting throughout the whole book. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, so it's definitely Kant and like leak. Leak, the, the, the little, the little um, boy who likes to dance. Let's just call him yeah. that. Yeah, but then also I was like, why, like, when she uses the word love, I thought it was just like, okay, well, that love is platonic because they're friends, Mm -hmm. and this love is, like, romantic, Um, so I didn't really think much of it, and then with Kaylin and her, like, fighting all the time, uh, I'm a really big fan of the enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers, so aren't we all? (laughs) When it came out that he was, like, her lover I was like eh, okay I see it I accept it and yeah. in that sense it, I just thought it was a really good plot twist because when plot twists are like so surprising and unbelievable I'm like that's dumb like I think that readers should be able to in some way guess what's gonna happen yeah like you should be able like while you're reading it like not suspect like oh something's happening and it'd be easily predictable but like when you do find out what it is you're like oh that makes sense like it's not totally out of character or really weird which I don't think this is because I think her and Kaylin have a lot of like, like chemistry, like, especially when they were fighting, you know, like I see that. But then with Kant, I always felt that he was like a, the equivalent of like white bread. He doesn't have that much going for him apart from he's like pretty and he's a prince, I guess. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's actually all I have say oh before we get into I think we do have some maintenance issues I did have one thought about this book just one singular thought yeah so her and Fox are like really close throughout this whole book and she brought him back to life which okay like let's have some respect here she literally you're welcome Fox she literally resurrected you from the dead and so you would well they're already close but you would expect them to stay close especially since their lives are kind of attached now Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the book, we find out that they're not talking anymore, and that like, like I want to know what happened. Yeah, I. It makes me think that like, did Taya do something really nefarious? Like, is she the villain now? Nefarious. Nefarious. Um, I think it's gonna be one of those really gray situations where like, Fox is right in his way if you're going super by the book, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Taya is right because she feel it feels right to her. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like if I were Taya and Fox was like, no, I'm going to like not support you and not follow you and like be a bad brother. I'm like, well, then I'll just let you die then. <laughs> just die. Go back into the earth. I made you. Right. <laughs> what are you on? Okay. Um, so maybe yeah, so- yeah, I have two maintenance issues, which aren't even maintenance issues. I just, two things about this book that I would say, you know, 
going into it or just about it in general is that it needed more meat on its bones. You know, I think the premise was super fun, like the necromancy and the whole world building. It just needed a little more action, which I'm hoping to get in the next two books. I hope that it'll even itself out. Um, also, the beginning and the end I found really interesting, like very, like a cool concept. You know, like all of this stuff is really new and it's really unique, but the middle was kind of repetitive. I will say it's all like, you know, Taya trying to find her way, which is fine, but also kind of boring. So that's that. And I guess we're going to move right on into the ratings. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything else you want to say? No. <laughs> yeah, you literally had one thought. <laughs> Oh man. So uh, my rating for this book would be like a solid A minus, like not because I didn't, you know, enjoy it, but because there was like a lot of foundation building and not too much action. There's a lot of small details that the author needed to make super clear as to set the stage for the rest of the trilogy. And I think she did a great job of that, but I'm just like itching for the drama and the action. I love the characters. I love the plot twists and I'm ready for the next two. Um, I'm kind of torn between an A and an A minus. There was just like a lot of world building. So I feel like so much happened, but absolutely nothing happened at the same time. And I agree that like, it's a really good setup for the rest of the trilogy. And I'm really looking forward to reading them and reviewing them. Also, I think this would not be a good book club book. Like it would just, you wouldn't have anything to discuss. Because you would have to read the first two and then you can book club. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. (laughs) So that's all we have for you guys today. Make sure to follow uh, Yappin' With Us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The question we will be leaving you guys off with is, what kind of Asha would you most like to be? Thanks for listening and we will meet you in another book world.